Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to DraftKings Network. I mean, this is a sport that's on the precipice of irrelevance. The games are taking over three and a half hours. Playoff games are taking over four hours. Game's too long, too slow. Who cares? This is a situation where baseball's in trouble to begin with. The MLB is officially dead. Baseball is dead. Rest in peace uh dallas is in stockton california right now which means that he has the shittiest audio available to man because that's what we do in stockton we don't no, bitch. Like in stockton. we don't have internet we don't even have electricity in stockton <laughs> california we don't know how to read in stockton california <laughs> My children chose to play tug of war with my XLR cable. That's why I'm asked out of a fucking audio cable. We don't know how to parent in Stockton, California. (laughs) Yeah, we do. You kidding me? I beat the shit out of them for 30 minutes. They learned. I did not beat the shit out of my child for 30 minutes just in case somebody wants to fire that off somewhere. Kind of, you're 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 a huge pussy when it comes to that. You're 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 a, you're a girl dad softy is what you are. Dallas is a softy, certified uh, pans. Yeah. Um. All right. So it is the first episode coming off the opening day that went uh, on Thursday. It's first episode. So I said, you know what we're gonna do every single Monday because the new format. If you're if you're new, which again, it always blows my mind that people are new as in like they joined in during baseball is dead and didn't just come over. Like I, I just assume that everyone's like a starting nine listener. Uh, there are people that, that joined up while it was baseball's dead. Uh, so shout out to you guys. We appreciate it. I mean, that's great. I love that. I still, I still come across people who are like, man, when you and Jared get back together, man, I mean, I'm like, Where the f- what are you doing? Yeah. Like, what, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I, I'll get people that comment on my Instagram being like, Man, miss you, dude. Fucking miss you over here. I'm like, we didn't like just just look like watch what we're doing now. Like, what are you talking about? Well, just listen and you'll hear you'll get like if you follow, there's probably gonna be a link somewhere in a tweet yeah. or a post. Like it's just that simple. I get it if in, in baseball terms, if I played for your favorite team and then I signed a free agent contract on another team, then it's like, yeah, then you could say I miss you. Cause it's like, yeah, you're not a fan of the player. You like the guy, but you're not like a fan of the player you're a fan of the team so you're just going to keep watching your team but if you like the show then just fucking listen to it where it is now what are you talking about you miss us it's the same thing you know just 
it's uh, it sounds different coming out under DK. You know, it's just yeah. an audio <laughs> transition I haven't been able to make. Yeah, I mean, tough day to say that sarcastically, but uh, that is uh, that is something that we're dealing. Hey, listen, it's a work in progress. We're up to three episodes a week during the season. Something we never did before. Didn't do this last year. Did not do this under starting nine. Uh, so what you're going to get this season, the Monday episode, we're going to be breaking down all the stuff that happened over the weekend. Then you're going to get a Wednesday episode, kind of like your middle of the week, what happened on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then your Thursday episode is going to be kind of a, a look ahead to the weekend series. Things that, you know, we're going to be looking ahead with the Thursday episode. So three episodes a week. Um, they're going to be shorter. Not in the sense that we're not cutting the fat here. We're not. We're not trying to scale back and, and give you less content. We just want the show to be more consumable for the listener so that if there are going to be more episodes a week, we're not just throwing nine hours of podcasts at you yeah. per week. Like that's a, that's a big commitment to make, especially when you consider if you're a baseball fan, you're watching uh, you know, 20-something hours of baseball and then you're going to listen to 10 more. That's a big-time commitment. So we're trying to make it more digestible for you, the baseball fan that wants that extra content on top of the games that you're watching. So uh, that's that's what you're going to get yeah. from us. Considering considering batting practice, it's easy BP, all fastballs. You know what you're getting. You know what you got to do. All right. That's it. That's what it is. That's what it is. Um, so without further ado, we will open every Monday show. With me going down the panel here, we got Joey, we got Jay Hay, we got Jake, we got Dallas, and I gave them a homework assignment. Every Monday morning, we'll come in here, and I'll ask them to, what was your storyline from the weekend? What stood out to you? What's something that that piqued your interest? And it doesn't have to be the most obvious, because I gave the example before we went on the air. I was like, well, if it was the Monday after the Pujols 700 home run that happened, I believe, on a Friday or a Saturday night, uh, we're all going to be coming in talking about the pool 700 home run, but Dallas brought up an interesting one. And I was like, that's perfect. I was like, that's kind of what I'm looking for is the thing in between the thing. And because Dallas is a broadcaster for the Oakland A's, they're barely a baseball team, but they are a baseball team. They are listed on the website. They are a major league <laughs> baseball team. Um, still on the website, gonna, still on the website, <laughs> still on the website. <laughs> They're still on the website, so he's going to be at the yard every day seeing things that other people don't get to see. Um, so Dallas, Dallas, what are you bringing to the table this Monday morning? Well, obviously, with the uh, halos in town, there was a lot of noise uh, coming off the WBC, Trout, Otani, blah, 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 super excited to see what this lineup looks like, healthy and intact. They got a nice addition in Tyler Anderson on the mound. So what does this group look like? What's the vibe look like, right? Well, we know something about Mike Trout. We know that Mike Trout long has spent his days during batting practice underneath in the tunnel or out in center field in the tunnel here in Oakland. And not often do you see the big fish taking hacks out there on the field. Well, that was the case this weekend. In Oakland, Mike Trout, BP on the field. And a mild display, a mild display at times. Some loud noise, banging balls to center. That was cool, though. That was cool because you see a lot of guys these days take a swing, turn their head, 
they're looking for feedback from from the folks holding the iPads, right? They got data that they're looking for, trying to correlate a feel with numbers. And, and there wasn't a ton of that. Sure, there were conversations after his round, but not a ton of swing and look, swing and look, swing and look. That wasn't happening. You watched him work balls from right field to center, pulled a couple, but everything was really middle oppo. Uh, but again, just interesting to watch because you don't see that a lot. You know, and that's one cool thing about Oakland is I go into the tunnel and, you know, I know all the guys on the grounds crew. They've been there fucking forever. So we're all friends and I hang out. I can like and watch the other team hit. I talk to the other guys while they're hitting and stuff. And so just to see that little shift, just a little change, a little difference. Yeah, that's really cool. And then obviously the Otani Trout showcase, uh, great opening night. That was cool. Otani absolutely fucking dealt. And then. Got an L hung on him for his effort. Seven innings, no runs, 10 punches. Ooh, wear it. The Angels end up losing. Uh, so, so that sucked for them. But then uh, they obviously bounced back. Took two out of three from the green and gold. Trout Otani capped it off with a back-to-back uh, homer display. Um, one great little anecdote about this. Uh, mm. Otani hits that fucking backup breaking ball that's like three and a half inches in. He hits it out to just slightly right of center field, and it was a fucking bomb. Isn't there like a suite and out there? Like a like a it's something, right? Those are those are all so like so before the uh it's funny, before the game, uh Brent Phillips came up to me, we were talking, and I was like, Hey, Mav, my grandma's not here. So please don't look <laughs> for another old lady to try to fucking assault with a baseball today. All right. Can, can you do me that much? And we were laughing. He's like, I I, I know, man, I know. Grab was great, blah, blah, blah. We were just laughing about like where the stands were. And he was like, fuck, I didn't think I had, I didn't think I had it in me to get it up there. I was like, it's a fucking poke. And then you fast forward to Otani blasting that baseball like two feet below the suites out in center field. Um, and obviously, yeah, torn a little because it's cool to watch the athlete, but it fucking sucks because we weren't winning. <laughs> uh, so in between innings, I run in to go, uh, to, go to the bathroom. And <laughs> you know who else is in the bathroom? Who? <laughs> the Angels announcer. Oh, wait, is My it uh, Victor Rojas? No, 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 no. Gooby. Victor Rojas is no longer the play-by-play guy. Oh, well, he was also uh, he was a pud. He remember he got mad at me for like fucking. There was some sort of like statistic that he fucked up on the air, so I t- I corrected it. And then he he responded to me through the broadcast. Didn't say my name, but he was like, some people on Twitter are saying blah, 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 blah. And I was like, bro, you're wrong. Like, what, I don't know what the fuck you want me to say. It was, <laughs> well, it it was, was when Pujols was like chasing some sort of RBI plateau record milestone. And they didn't include like Babe Bruce RBIs because it wasn't a stat. And I was like, OK, like it wasn't a stat until a certain year. But then it became a stat, and then we can go back and look at how many RBIs he had. So just because it wasn't a stat before doesn't mean we can't retroactively give him the RBIs now. And it was a whole thing. Anyways, go on. Yeah. So it was not Victor, your friend. Yeah. It was Mark Gubiza. And <laughs> we're, we're standing next to each other. You know, he's in a urinal. Tony! Segoy! <laughs> and that right there. Is exactly what was said. I, I started. I stay. He was already. He like. He walked in just ahead of me. Started taking a piss. 
I started taking a piss and I go, oh, Segoy. <laughs> and, and Goofy just goes, Segoy. <laughs> I was like, and then we just had a call. I was like, Goofy, that ball was four inches fucking in. How does he get to that? And he just goes, fucking unicorn db he's a fucking unicorn and i was just like god damn man like really <laughs> i was watching that game on like the a's broadcast and like dallas just didn't say anything and i was like damn. <laughs> he wants to say and be excited so bad right now and it was just silence i was like oh my god like he's definitely on the cough button anytime it's a's angels and shohei is just hammering a baseball or doing something incredible you know that dallas is leaning on the cough button just having a full-blown orgasm yeah i i, I gotta you gotta reel it in and you know you know what's happening you gotta reel it in like joey is starting you know people because they understand my fandom. They, they know where the heart lies. And they understand that I'm, you know, sure, I like certain guys. And it's it's noticeable. Like Joey just said, like, you didn't even, you didn't say anything. You said nothing. And, and that's what I, like, I can't, what am I going to say? I can't put, oh, no, Tony really got it. I can't say a fucking thing. Yes, you can. No. Like you, <laughs> Dallas. No, you got that works. You, Dallas, you got to own that you're the Shohei guy. Like no, I know that there's first there's all. other Shohei guys out there, admittedly, <laughs> yeah. but like you're 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 like I'm a fan the, of Shohei Otani. I am not a you're the you're the you're the, Amer- you're the American Shohei guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So you just gotta you just gotta take it. You just gotta take that brass ring. It's yours for the taking, kid. So that was. That was my excitement for the uh, for the opening weekend, and then obviously the pace of the game. You can tell, definitely, definitely has an impact on the cadence of the broadcast, the flow of the broadcast. So uh, it's not anything that's going to take you know getting used to. Uh, it's just different, just a different feel. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I've I've noticed it. I mean, I, I've been at the games. I haven't. I haven't had like a sit at home and watch on TV experience yet. Um, yeah, just keep scratching the mic, Dallas. That's perfect. That sounds awesome. Um, the, the I've been at the game, so I haven't had like a sit at home and watch experience yet. Uh, and I won't be getting that tonight either. Tuesday. Tuesday, I'm hoping for my uh, my experience. So we'll see what happens. Jay, hey, what have you got for your story? And so many to choose from <clears throat> in terms of on field action. I think it was the Rangers Philly series. Um, and not only like what we saw while they were playing, but also, I mean, it's, it's never too early to look at playoff odds. That's what I always say. Um, <laughs> opening weekend. And I just think it's, you win three in a row or you lose three in a row. And it does have a difference. The Rangers are up almost 10%. And the reason, I mean, that's the more interesting side to me, I think, because the AOS felt like the division that we hemmed and hawed over the most uh, in terms of where are these teams going to place mostly outside of the Astros. And, you know, obviously I'll, when you, when you win, when you sweep the Phillies um, and outscore them 29 to 11 in the process, you're obviously going to look good. But uh, the fact that, the most troublesome pitching game came from the one that Jacob deGrom started for the Rangers and that both Ivaldi and Martin Perez uh, looked really good. Uh, 
I think it has to be really encouraging to start the season because I do think the margins are going to be very narrow in that division. Uh, and then on the Philly side, I just Wheeler and Nola will pitch better, but I just I just look at the the lineup and it feels like we're already starting to see kind of some of those depth related issues. Like I've heard them kind of referred to as the White Sox of the East, where yeah, the top line players are absolutely guys you want and perhaps playoff and championship caliber. But there are too many guys playing for the Phillies right now that make me nervous offensively. And, um, you know, is is it the absence of Harper right now? It's the absence of Harper. Obviously, it's the absence of not a great player, but a good player. And the real problem is, is that the people who are taking the places of these people, um, the the Phillies depth is not their strong suit. Um, It was the top. That's why. and that's why I started at that's why I started at Harper is because Reese Hoskins, in my opinion, is a guy who benefits from having a guy like Bryce sure. Harper in the lineup, right? You can plug him in and maybe get him some pitches to take advantage of so they don't have to face the fucking behemoth behind you. No question. And when you remove a guy like that, and now obviously Hoskins is gone, that's where I start to think about all right, one of the other guys who was clearly going to benefit from the presence of that dude, he is also gone, which means he could have represented a poor man's version of Rice Harper in terms of protection behind him as well. And now both of these guys are gone. And now you need, um, uh, not replacement, play, but you need guys who are going to step up now, who you only were going to be reliant upon maybe in spurts. You're going to need them for the long haul. No question. And that, that impacts production because now you're asking for role players to perform everyday duties and the reason that they don't perform everyday duties is because they haven't been able to. And now you're going to be asking them to. And that becomes problematic. There are four to five people in their lineup so far that make me legitimately nervous in terms of producing on a day-to-day level. And, you know, they traded some of their, you know, upper minors depth to go and fortify the bullpen in the Soto trade, which I'm not necessarily criticizing, but it's a give and a take here. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I'm not trying. I, I'm not panicking. Because it is three games, and I'm not trying to sound silly, but the Phillies went to the World Series after a regular season that was more good than great, right? And then they lost their best player for several months of the season. And I do think the margin for the Phillies um, is a little bit tighter than you would assume coming off of a World Series appearance. And 0-3 is obviously not a great start. Yeah, not, not having those two bats in this lineup matters. And a World Series hangover. Which we didn't even talk about. Mm. I know they didn't win it, but are they? Ter- what were the odds, Jay? Hey, you were talking about the odds. Cause I was looking at these odds, and it's like mind blowing how much changes after three games. Yeah. I, so the the Rangers went from uh, this is per Fangraphs went from thirty seven point seven percent prior to the start of the season uh, to forty seven point one percent after the three game sweep, and the Phillies went from fifty percent before the season to 42.9%. So like almost a 10 point increase for the Rangers and a 7 point drop for the for the Phillies, which whatever. Well, they're going to they're going to fluctuate a little bit to start the season, but just given the divisions that these two teams play in and the teams that they're surrounded by, I just think it's it's uniquely fascinating. Yeah. Well, especially because there's multiple teams there and then think about I always go back to that month and a half stretch, 40 game stretch or whatever that the Giants and Dodgers were on a couple of years ago where there was only after 40 fucking baseball games, there was one game of separation that occurred. One game of separation over a month and a week plus of baseball. 
So now you're, and that's between two teams. And to Jay Hayes' point, you've got probably two, three teams who are in that area that can be in that boat. I was looking at like the AL West. Right now they have the Angels at like 45, 47%, the Rangers at 47%. And mm-hmm. then the Mariners going one and three are now have a 31% chance to make the playoffs. I don't know where they started, but I don't know how that happens. There's like how, well, what did well, they start about it, dude? I mean, well, come on. You just lose a fucking Cy Young contending lefty. Robbie Ray gone, done. Chris Flexen now coming right. out of the bullpen, filling in like that's a, that's a, that's a big hit. It's a huge hit. What huge happened, hit. What happened to Robbie? Robbie Ray flex restrained. You're putting that evil out in the world? That's fucking bullshit. What, what do you mean? No, that's no, that, that is the fact. That I know, happened. but like you said, he's done. Uh-oh. I didn't say he's done. Yes, you did. I didn't say he's done. You literally just said that. You just talked about Robbie Ray, dude. Yeah, I said yeah. Robbie Ray. He's guy said, yeah, flexor, boom. <laughs> no, like you he's said, got the flexor. Dallas, well, like he's he's done the, right he's, now. Like he's not pitching right now. Oh, done yeah. like permanently. <laughs> That's like, why I, well, I know. If I said flex, done, yes. Okay, so then let me let me retreat. If I said done, yeah. What I'm implying is he's done for right now. He's not pitching right for now. Right he's now. not done forever. Okay. Yeah, for right now, he's 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 not on the radar right now. So I we t- don't know what. He, yeah, I thought I, I I saw the injury. I just didn't. I thought I missed like out for the season. Is what it sounded. Oh like. no no no. So so yes. If I said done, I just mean done. Like he he's done right now. Like he's not on the mm. radar. So they like that's where they're at. Mm. Should he come back? He start pitching well. I would like to think that those odds change, just like when Bryce Harper returns. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be kind of like a, a, a midseason acquisition. Things change a little. You're not getting Reese Hoskins back, so that's not going to change a whole lot. But it changes. Not having mm-hmm. a fucking Cy Young contender changes shit. E. Where they he, start at, Jay? Hey, does it say? Did you see it? You were saying the, the Mariners? Mariners? Yeah, yeah. Hold on. One second. I just left that page. Hold on. Because my World Series pick, 31%, that's not... Even yeah, because, dude, Robbie, I mean, fuck, man. When, when I saw that, I was I was kind of wounded, too, because I... Uh, they I'm started at 40.5, so they've dropped almost about 8 percentage points, almost right? 10, Ooh, 8 to 9 shit. points. Four games. Yeah. <sighs> um, Maybe next Joseph. year. Joseph. Maybe next year. Uh, <laughs> what, was, what was your story from the weekend that you took away? I would say, I mean, this is kind of a fucking Jay Hay nugget, not really a main story, but my freaking uh, rookie of the year pick, Miguel Vargas. Mm. The guy had 13 plate appearances and walked eight times. Damn. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Put the peepers on him, Miggy. That's crazy, bro. That's like some Juan Soto shit, like 60% walk rate at like 21 years old. Let's remind him the bat doesn't fucking swing itself, all right? <laughs> but he got two hits. That's fabulous. I, I love that. I, <laughs> hey, that is that is that's special. How old is he? 21, 21? Yeah, 21, yeah, 22. That's feel. that's feel. That's elite feel. That's great. Eight mm. walk. Four games, 13 plate appearances, eight walks. Yeah. S- still would like to see him roll the pole. That's crazy. Eight walks. <sighs> um. It might have been the Marlins. Okay, fine. But after losing Edwin Diaz, the entire fan base melting down over the World Baseball Classic. 
wanting to cancel the entire tournament to protect the sanctity of Major League Baseball. The New York Metropolitans started off the season three and one after taking three out of four uh, in Miami against the Miami Marlins. Uh, that was I feel like that's pretty important. Like if if the Mets, if the Mets started off this season or if there was a blown save, if there was any type of bad juju to start the season, these motherfuckers who I love and respect would have been so goddamn insufferable to start the season. We would have had to hear more complaints, more unnecessary, unwarranted complaints about this great baseball tournament that is the World Baseball Classic. So thank God for the Miami Marlins for doing the job, putting over the Mets so that their fans can uh, at least breathe a a deep, heavy sigh of relief uh, for the opening series in which the New York Mets um, took three or four. So do do you you're not sitting here thinking that three or four wasn't feasible without Edwin, right? No, I'm just saying that if if things had gone south for the Mets in this series, they would have blamed the Edwin Diaz injury, even if there wasn't a blown save. They would have just said the bad juju started with Edwin Diaz and it continues now like the team is cursed by and, and et cetera. So thank you. Thank you to the Marlins for, for seizing the moment. No team in Major League Baseball right now. Actually, no. You know what? There's two teams. There's three teams. There's three teams that still have undefeated season hopes still alive. Those teams are the Tampa Bay Rays, the Minnesota Twins, and surprisingly, or maybe not so surprisingly, the Texas Rangers, the Texas Rangers. who had that series against the Philadelphia Phillies. Jacob DeGrom looking, eh, eh, he's all right, eh, it's fine. But having an offseason where you add Jacob DeGrom, Nathan Avaldi, guys like that, coming off an offseason where you added uh, your entire middle infield for half a billion dollars with Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager. Um, yeah, nice, nice to get off on the right foot. Nice to get off on the right foot. So, um, yeah, that's that's what. Really, and, and obviously, if there's another team that we're talking about needing to kind of get off on the right foot, the San Diego Padres starting the season zero and two against the Colorado Rockies. They salvaged the series. They got the. I mean. CJ Crone, dude, the best hitter in the National League West. CJ Crone just absolutely going off, smacking home runs all over the place. Uh, the San Diego Padres, when you start 0-2 after an offseason where you pro, you basically have the World Series parade before the season, uh, <clears throat> you can't be doing that. So thank you to Xander Bogarts for going, what, 6 for 12, couple homers, couple doubles, I think five or six RBIs. Uh, Thank you to Xander Bogarts for saving the Padres season. <laughs> because if it weren't for him, whew, you're looking at maybe 0-4. I heard I've read on Twitter they were booing Soto after like the first game. Th- that's gonna be a very tough environment to play in. Like you set the bar so goddamn high that it's I don't want to say it's impossible to reach. It's possible. I don't think that like they're oh, it's not World a, Series or bust. It's World yeah. Series or bust. You As definitely created be. that. As it should be. And there's no, it very rarely, when you put together like a good team, I think fans understand that it's still very hard to win a World Series, even if you do have the best, like look at the Dodgers last year. Uh, Even if you do have far and away the the best team, it's still hard to win the World Series. Make it out of the first round in their case. But 
the Padres set the bar so high because of the talented they added. But in addition to that, like that Padres fan fest was more or less that looked like a World Series parade. Hell yeah. They sold out every game Hell this weekend. Yeah, it was a four, four game. Straight. It was a four uh, series record, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it was the four, first that, time they've ever done that for a four game series. Most highest attendance. I thought they sold out the season. Didn't they say that? Oh. Mm, I don't know. I can't. I can't confirm or deny. Could be that fake Fenway yeah. bullshit sellout. You know? Oh, probably. Don't even talk about fucking sellout streaks. Work on selling fucking twelve tickets in the same row. You fucking yeah. asshole. I don't, Jacobs, I don't Jacobs Field still holds the real record, as far as I'm concerned, for home sellouts. That was real. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that people, was real. People didn't lie back then. Yeah, that was real. Uh, um, exciting Jake, environment to play in. We were a Jake, real what, proper country. What is uh? What was your your main storyline from the weekend, Jake? Um, so we saw that the Cubs, Dodgers, and Red Sox all added the new LED lights, mm-hmm. and we talked about this on uh, Name Redacted last night a little bit. But mm-hmm. people are complaining about it. it. Looks weird on the broadcast, like it's tougher photographers. I honestly don't fucking care. Like I thought it was <laughs> sick. Jared and I were there on Saturday for the Adam Duvall walk off and. When those lights went off, like that's something I've never seen. Half anyway, I've been going for 25 years and I just thought it was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Jake. <laughs> when they got new lights at Fenway. Yeah, bro. We got the LEDs going. Let's go, dude. A whole new franchise, bro. That was a fucking <laughs> a whole new dude. Franchise. In three games, the Red Sox season was over. And now it's like it's playoffs for sure for the yeah. Red Sox. I mean, that's where we're at. It's definitely a shift. You know, you get rid of electric players and you just crank up the electricity, I guess. And wow. That'll, that that'll is, do it. Right, that'll dude. do it. All that'll right, do relax. it. What is hey, we don't have anybody in the outfield, but hey, check out the lights. The light show. You're, you sound so uneducated right now. We don't have anyone in the outfield. Masataki Yoshida, you ever heard of him? No, I'm talking about you, you had. You had. You had. Oh, uh, okay. You had. Yeah, well, we still do. Adam you had to, you had to get rid of him so that you could afford the lights, and now you can afford another outfield. It just it's <laughs> the priority list looks a little different. You sound so stupid. Adam Duvall is hitting like seven hundred, maybe <laughs> well, higher. Cool. We're, we're seventy two hours into this thing. It's great. He's got, he's got an OPS it. over two thousand. Anyways, you can still bet the Red Sox to make the playoffs, and it is the first legal bet that I made in the state of Massachusetts. Baseball season is in full swing. Whether you're rooting for the home team or betting on your favorite player, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered for all this season's action. Right now, new customers can place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, everyone can hit one out of the park with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. Combine multiple bets in a single game for a shot at an even bigger payout. My parlay on opening day, uh, it was a bust because the Red Sox... Uh, they were losing like seven to one and then eight to two and then made it 10 nine and lost. It's tough. I had Yoshida to get a hit, Devers two plus total bases, those two hit. Then the Red Sox came up short to absolutely fuck my parlay, but that's okay. That's okay. Uh, join the big league action right now on DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app, sign up with the promo code Jared, J A R E D. New customers can bet just $5 on any pregame money line and get $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook using the promo code Jared, J A R E D. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Um, okay. <clears throat> Those are 
our storylines from the weekend. There are, we're back, we're up and running. I would say, what was the most viral moment from the weekend? Shohei Otani and Mike Trout went back to back, 881 feet worth of home runs against the green and gold. Giancarlo Stanton hit a 485 foot home run at Yankee Stadium. Hmm. Might have been Hunter Renfro's catch. And right. Hunter Renfro's catch was absolutely hard. That feels like forever ago. Yeah. That feels like forever. That's fucking unbelievable. Can I play a hate on that a little bit? It was a bad catch. Instead of of praising him for it being an amazing catch, let's shit on him. No, no, no. I'm not going to shit on him. But like I saw at least one, if not multiple people, refer to it as the catch of the year. Like that conversation's over. That's bananas. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is absolutely bananas. No way. We will see a better catch than that. Here, here's, here's a prediction. We will see a better catch than Hunter Renfro's by the time we record next Monday's podcast. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's already been a better catch, but the, no. that the funniest catch of the no, year? No, it was cool. Like, the video was cool, <laughs> but I was like, the caption before I clicked on it made me think that he was going to be like full-out extension robbing a home run or something, and it was no. sort of like he got no. turned around he, and stuck out his arm. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what I, he miscalculated. Shit, threw the glove up. Yeah, we got it. Again, it was cool, but <laughs> it's fucking amazing. Catch of the year, my ass. Wow. <laughs> Jay, not having Wow, dude. It's kind of messed up. It was yeah. a great catch. It was. Great result. It's a great, it's a great catch for a great team. Maybe. By the way, the, uh, the answer to the question, I'm a fucking idiot. Most viral moment. To start the season did not happen on the field. It was Anthony Rendon trying to choke out one of Dallas's own down on the field, uh, just trying to mind his own business. Angels walking off the field. You got one of those loud mouth asshole A's fans. I get it. I'm on Team Rendon. I'm on Team Rendon here. I've dealt with what he's dealt with. I've seen it. I've experienced it. Just being a guy that's on the field, minding his own business, and then having one of these fucking idiots screaming in your face for no reason. Uh, Again, I wouldn't resort to physical violence. I think we're in a society now where you can't just grab a person by their shirt and pull them in. Uh, You can't do that. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't describe that as assault. I would. I would describe that as a warning shot. Uh, He did take a swipe. I saw a lot of people throwing out the, oh, another swing and miss from Anthony Rendon. I feel like that was fucked up. Shouldn't have said that. That was mean. But uh, I think he's probably going to get... Um, actually, you know what? Let me call Max. Max, is uh, he, I think he bet Rendon again to win the MVP this year. <laughs> I want to see if he has a take on, on this Rendon situation. <clears throat> oh, wait. Oh, yeah, I'm not on fucking. I'm an idiot. I, I'm not connected. Hold on. <laughs> Hope he bet like a quarter. No, he goes all in. How does how is this not Must fucking not have connected? Left. <laughs> it's been a rough couple of years. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, if he bets on Rendon every year and he goes all in, he has nothing left because he has not won. <laughs> You can right. bet on uh, credit, bro. 
It's the smartest thing to do. <laughs> if yeah, I'm gonna no. give you <laughs> Max. Are you calling me about South Golf Course right now? I'm calling you. I'm calling you about the allegations against Anthony Rendon oh. for uh, your. Oh, be careful with that word. Your MVP pick, uh, getting in some some <laughs> trouble with the fans in Oakland. I know you saw it. Uh, what was your reaction? Do you condone his behavior? Do you shun this behavior? And and how do you feel about your your MVP pick on the DraftKings Sportsbook for Anthony Rendon this year? Yeah, I mean, it's still early. MVP pick is great, but uh, oh, hold on, my bad. Uh, it, it's great, but I know Dallas is trying to sabotage me because he's in the crowd filming that guy. <laughs> that uh, one, people, hey, people don't want to say it, but like, no one knows where Dallas was at the time of that video being recorded. There's, there were only, the, there's only so many people it could be. So I was in the broadcast booth. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's, there's maybe twenty to twenty six people that it could have been, uh, and Dallas was there. We can confirm. No, I, but like honestly, like I, not that I condone it. I don't think you should ever crinkle a man's shirt. But <laughs> like, I'll tell you this. I was on the field with Brendan last year, like trying to get his attention like a foot away and it was impossible. Right. So to get his attention is extremely hard. The guy's like locked in. I'm going to believe that he's like, I'm going to believe what he's saying. Like, I'm going to believe that he was called a bitch and like, I don't know where you guys grew up, but that's a, Max was that's a fighting word for sure. Um, I just don't think you can decide like what words are okay. Like if I called Jared like a muffin and he wanted to beat me up, like that's his right. That's his right. Uh, can you can you hear Dallas right now? Uh, a little bit. Go ahead, yeah, Max. I said he wasn't tough to. He's not tough to get a, a hold of. He was just ignoring you. I believe that. I, I looking back, it makes sense now. Well, now you know how to get his attention, bro. Yeah, you call him a bitch. He'd be like, "Hey, bitch! I picked you for MVP, bitch." Yeah, no, uh, that's my dog. I'll ride for him. If I was in the, if I was one of those seven people in the stands that night, it would have went down different. Damn, Mark Wahlberg coming in hot, saying it would have went down different if he was there. Uh, how do you feel about your Angels? Like, I know that like it, it must be tough to be able to gauge the start of your season when you're playing the Oakland A's. Like, we just checked to make sure before we started the podcast to make sure that they were even listed on MLB.com as a baseball team. No, I mean, that's what, that I mean, that's what you have to do. Regardless, they're a major league ball club. Like you just got to treat them that way. They're the Red Sox to me. It, 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 there's no difference. Right. Um, Thank you. So like, I just, you know, you have to go out there and put up 13 runs in a game against them, you know, or six zero or like, we don't make the schedule. We just play whoever, is in it and whoever's in it is whoever's in the league. So if like you guys want to make a team next year and they get major league baseball, like, well, they'll probably beat them too. And, and then last question for you, Max, I don't know how many episodes are you listening to these days? Are you, did you listen to my Mike Trout take before the world baseball classic? Of, of baseball that I'm, I listen to every, I'm, I was considering starting like one of those anonymous, like baseball is dead, no contact. And just <laughs> tweeting out some quotes. You should do that. I would support that, but now yeah. everyone knows. I'll, I'll bleep it so that no one knows that it's you. Uh, okay. Cool. My, my take before the World Baseball Classic was that Mike Trout was going to get a taste of winning baseball and immediately want out of Anaheim after Shohei leaves in free agency, and he's going to demand okay. a trade at the end of the year. Uh, how do you how do you feel about that take? Do you think that that's going to hold up? Yeah, I definitely don't 
think that that's the case. But yeah, I don't know. Like I, the World Baseball Classic was like I, I don't know. Like it was cool. It was like nice little fling. But we're back to business now. Like it's the grind. Mm. You know, you can't. I think it was bad. I don't think you should be able to celebrate something and then you have a lot like would you want to like start your diet off by eating a cupcake like no right like so back to the grind um i do think it is going to be a bummer if our second best player leaves uh that would suck but that's one guy i don't have to worry about mike trout is going to be locked in and he's going to give us his 35 40 and uh you know that's we need the other guys to step up that's not what i heard the streets are talking max Streets no, I don't know what I don't know what streets you're. Yeah, they're saying they're calling bitch from the crowd. Oh, we'll find out. All right, uh, what's your what's your Twitter handle, Max? Yeah, Max Jordan one. Um, yeah, that's something coming. I think. All right, yeah, put out an Angels podcast. People need that Angels talk. People need yeah, that. Ro- is it rocks in the outfield? Oh, well, uh, uh, you know what? I, I think like. Jared and Dallas, I think, can agree with this. Uh, it's probably not a smart idea to start something and then hand the keys to a completely different human being uh, <laughs> and letting them run with the name that you created. So, yeah, that's probably not the smartest. Thing. I wish someone could relate with me. You know? Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. It's really hard. So, uh, um, yeah, I was thinking maybe if you guys could help me with names, I was thinking just 2.0 is probably just the best one I could come up with. No, we'll figure something out. We need to, we need you to be All back right, cool. in the Angels podcasting game. All right, Max, thank you so much. Thank all you. Right, love you guys. Bye. Later. Bye. Um, all right. Yeah. Max is, uh, I don't know if you saw what happened, but there was, there was an incident with his former <laughs> Angels podcast that he no longer does. Um, Jesus. An individual had said something that he should not have said. So that went viral and he's, he's, I mean, I don't know that like there's a ton of people that saw it, but not good. Not good for the brand. No, it's probably, it's probably a, probably a tough Monday for that guy. Yeah. 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 It is what it is. Uh, Yeah. So Rendon goes viral. I think I I didn't see, he's probably going to get suspended for that. Like that. I don't. Yeah, but look, 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 I just want to say this, and this is very simple. It's very, 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 very simple. The world we live in today, you are outside of your goddamn mind. If you think that you can speak to somebody the way that you would type to them or message them, if you think you can do that in the real world and be completely free of somebody reacting or overreacting, you are wrong. That is not me condoning the behavior. Do we understand that? That's not Sounds condoning, like condoning the behavior. It. Sounds like What I'm it. explaining to you is you are a fucking moron. If you think in this world, in this climate today, that you're going to say some shit to somebody and you just are completely absolved of having to deal with how they could potentially react. You are always going to be on the wrong side of that exchange. Always. Mm. Always. Mm. And what I said about Anthony Rendon, having the fine money in his couch cushion, whether you like it or not, that all plays in to his decision-making. Whether you like it or not. Oh, so you're telling me because he has money? Um, yep. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what I'm telling you. That's exactly what I'm telling you. 
is it's not going to affect him at all. The suspension will affect him. Him not being on the field for his team will affect him. But losing that money, whatever amount it's going to be, sure, it will affect him because he won't have it. He's not going to not be able to fill up his gas tank. He's not going to be able to not go to Greece in the offseason. Those are things that are not going to happen to Anthony Rendon. And he's going to wake up and be just fine every day from here on out. Bad look. Caught up in the moment. We don't know exactly what was said. But if you think as a fan that buying a ticket is all you need to do to allow you to say whatever you want to say to somebody, you're wrong. You're just wrong. And whether you like it or not, athletes these days, they're over it. And you just happened to pick a dude on a day who was over it. (laughs) Straight up. I mean. Maybe you catch him today and he doesn't feel the same way about it. And he doesn't snatch you up. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. That guy seemed to me, that guy seemed like to be a serial heckler. (laughs) What was was, like the the, the shitty part about it is if you listen to the video, you can hear the guy who's pushing the kid down there say, this is my son. It's my son. So it's his fucking father who's pushing his child down towards Rendon. Like, yeah, say it again. Say, here he is. He's right here. He's right here. And that's when Rendon's like, oh, hey, you got something on your shirt right here. Let me show you. Uh, Anyways, moving on. Uh, The Cleveland Guardians, Jay Hay, get off to a three and one start uh, in in a series against a team that a lot of folks are excited about. America's team. Our Seattle Mariners. How do you feel about the guards this year and the team being the Chicago White Sox? I would, I would, you know, Minnesota Twins obviously starting off three and zero. That's great, good for them. But do you think that the AL Central is going to come down to the guards and the White Sox, or do you think the Twins are for real and it's going to come down to the the guards and the Twins, or is it going to be a three team race? Um, I think it'll be a three team race for most of the season. I don't see like we got to remember it took Cleveland basically the final three weeks of September to really separate themselves last year. It was, it was a decent, com- decently competitive division race from like 85, 90% of the season. Um, I think it's going to be much that way again. Uh, not just recency bias. I would favor the twins over the white Sox if forced to choose one of those two to compete with the guardians. Um, but I think the guardians like, you know, the McKenzie loss, I'm not trying to diminish Tristan McKenzie in any way. Um, but if there's one thing that the Guardians are capable of papering over for a six week, eight week, 10 week stretch, it's starting pitching. Um, and I think we saw that for the most part over the weekend. And yeah, I'm I'm very optimistic, uh, mostly because of the division that they play in. But obviously, starting three and one is good. Starting three and one. Josh Bell, good. though, like. Uh, it's concerning to me that that was the extent of the power injection, the slugging injection that they gave that team because his year to year and month to month performance feels like so variable to me. Um, and it's, I'm glad that they, it's better than nothing. I just, I sort of wonder what sort of Josh Bell they're going to get. Um, Cause it's not always been clear over the last three or four seasons. If he's going to kill him without a shift, without the shift, he's going to kill him. I yeah. hope so. A lot of ground one balls guy, already for him. 
Um, so he's going to need that shift. I think you're right. Is it yeah. me or is this shift like a big deal? I may just be looking for it, but I've been noticing a lot of ground mm-hmm. balls getting through. Yep. There's, I mean, it's not even just ground balls. It's just uh, there'll be, I don't want to call them soft line drives, but catchable, catchable baseballs that are hit uh, human level in the infield that are that are just getting through for base hits that would have been right at someone um, or balls that you could have at least taken a couple steps over to catch that are just getting right through. Uh, I've, I, there was a couple times over the weekend where I saw a line drive and be like, that was an out last year. It is so much fun. So much fun watching these dudes range. So much fun. I love every minute of this. What is, what's like the number one thing that has stood out to you from all the rule changes? Cause I think at one point, at one point the Orioles were 10 for 10 in stolen bases against the Red Sox this weekend. So mm-hmm. I think the stolen bases, like I, I don't, when, when people were saying, Oh, the, the stolen bases are going to go up. I think a lot of us thought that there was some exaggeration to that in terms of how much they're going to go up. But I think the well, stolen bases are going to be fucking through the roof and you're just going to see overall more offense. Like, I think you're going to see what, teams putting or right, let me ask this question to Jay. Hey, first, because the more I'm, I'm interested in like the more analytical thought to this. Do you think when we were talking about the four and a half to five minute average between balls and play prior to this year, when you're talking about five minutes between action balls and play, um, was that, was there a correlation to the shift? And do you think that more teams will try to put the ball in play knowing that the shift is banned? Do you think that there's a correlation there? Um, I think if that's going to happen, I feel like it's going to take more time than we current. Like, I, I don't think a team can sh- shift its entire. Fl- You're talking about like a team philosophy in terms of putting the ball in play, right? Taking pitches. Yeah. Like seeing more pit, like trying to work walks because. We don't want to like if we hit into the shift, like we have a better chance of working a walk than we do pulling a ball to the right side and getting a base hit here. So let's see some pitches and try and work a walk and get on base versus if we put the ball in play here, we might have a better chance of getting a base hit than we would if we were just sitting around picking our ass trying to work a walk. Yeah, I think um, I think that might happen on like an individual or situational basis in terms of like team wide philosophy. I would be surprised if we see like significant changes in swing rates, you know, when we break them down by splits or like ground ball rates being way up because teams are like, I can put the ball on the ground now and have a little bit more success. Like, I I don't think there's any question that we're going to see more success when grounders are hit. But I would be surprised if outside of like the anecdotal individual instances, if if people will, if if team wide or league wide will see shifts in in like an increase in ground ball rate or something like that. But I will say this, uh, it made me look up and again, small sample size caveat. It's, it's kind of ridiculous to compare three games league wide to 162 games league wide. I get all of that, of course. But if you look at um, pulled ground balls by left-handed batters, um, which is kind of like the shift thing um, mm-hmm. league wide right now, the bat, the batting average on balls in play uh, on those type of batted balls in 2020 was 150, in 2021 was 156, in 2022 was 148. 
And this season so far, it's 175. So that might feel like, oh man, that's all shitty, right? But, but like your, gra- your ground balls, ground balls are often turned into outs, right? So, um, it's it's interesting to me that there's already like a 25 point increase in that uh, early on. And then for Dallas, having done the spring training games and now you've got one series under your belt uh, with the pitch clock. Do you think that who is more uncomfortable? Is it the hitter who has less time to take a breath and prepare and be thinking about, all right, he just he just threw me a change up on it's, one it's one. Who, like, what do you think is coming prepared. next? Who's I, less prepared? So it's situational. That, that's, the, that's, what it, that's what it boils down to. Who's less prepared? You and I are going to school tomorrow to take a test. Did you study? Did I? Whoever studied more is going to be the one that's more comfortable. Whoever has an idea of what they're trying to achieve in the moment, who has ever been able to slow the game down to this moment and boil it down to this moment and process all the information available to them quicker, Whoever is in that position is the one who is less affected by the clock. They have an idea of what pitch they want to throw. They just read a swing. They just read a take. They understand the defensive alignment behind them. They know where they want to go with this next pitch. As opposed to the hitter who is going, fuck, man, just took a good swing at that. I don't know what this guy likes to throw one more. I'm not sure. Looking up at the clock, shit, 10, 9. Got to call a timeout, but. He hasn't figured out how to compartmentalize his thoughts and get himself right and clear his space so he can execute. So advantage pitcher. But if it's the other way around where the guy is just dumbing it down and he takes the heater and is like, all right, look good, steps out and is ready to go. Well, he, just by virtue of not being paralyzed by overanalyzing the situation, could be more prepared for the moment as opposed to the pitcher going, Oh, fuck. Well, he's just statued that take. Maybe he's looking for something soft. I don't know if I want it. Fuck. Now I'm not on the rubber. I'm not, you know, so whoever is more prepared in the moment. But as of right now, that's why I always talk about having a game plan on the mound and knowing what you want to do, because the clock as it sits is there for us as pitchers to use to our advantage, because that guy has to be somewhere on time, right? He has to be in the box. And looking at me at eight seconds, I could be standing on the back of the fucking dirt at eight seconds and jog up to the mound, walk in and throw my pitch. And if I get comfortable figuring out how to do that and that hitter doesn't advantage me. Yeah, that makes more sense. There, there's obviously nuance to it. Um but yeah, you're definitely seeing guys getting frustrated out there on both sides. When you're watching hitters, what hitters do is uh, like when they get two quick strikes on them and it's a foul ball, that second strike, I, I see guys call their timeout hmm. because they're like, all right, two strikes. And you know what that signals? Dare I say this? That would be considered a two strike approach in some places, hmm. in some fucking circles that actually might be considered a developing two strike approach. Why? Well, because now I've got two strikes on me and I need to think about this a little more as opposed to just going, fuck it, here it is. Maybe this one's only going to be 450 instead of 475. Why are you calling timeout? Oh, you're trying to slow the game down? Oh, is, is getting on base a little more important to you? Why are you calling timeout? Just fucking swing the bat, pussy. Just like they tell us, throw a fastball, pussy. What are you thinking about? What are you thinking about? Get your ass in the box, dummy. See ball, hit ball. What's so hard about that? 
what's so hard about choosing Blue Moon as your favorite beer? That's what I want to know. So I was at, I was been at the yard all weekend, <clears throat> sitting down by the Red Sox dugout. They got Blue Moon just coming right up to you, and I was like, you know what? I'll have two. You're only allowed two at a time, but I was like, you know, we'll take two. One for me, one for my pal Jake. Jake loves Blue Moon. A double moon? Yeah, you'd be hard pressed to find a uh, more enthusiastic Blue Moon guy than Jake. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I feel like we're all kind of atop the ranks there because some beers can say that they're brewed for baseball, but only Blue Moon can say that it is brewed by baseball. The Blue Moon was created at Coors Field in Denver, Colorado. It's the natural choice for opening day and all season long. And just in time for opening day, Blue Moon is teaming up with another ballpark brand and launching a throwback merch collection with Ebbets Field flannels. I'm very intrigued by that. I haven't seen these. But me and Jake, we were at the yard tossing down some Blue Moons, watching the Red Sox take a series against the Baltimore Orioles. Everyone was excited about the Baltimore Orioles last year. Great story. Great story. But uh, the Red Sox, by the way, did not win a series against an AL East opponent until I helped them do it in mid-August of last summer. Uh, they beat the New York Yankees. Sunday night baseball, I throw out the first pitch, changed the entire course the rest of the season. They beat an AL East opponent. Couldn't do it until August. They did it in their first series this year. So we cheers with Blue Moon um, to the Red Sox being able to do that. With, re- if, with its refreshing flavor with Valencia orange peel, for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander. Blue Moon Belgian-style wheat ale is a one-of-a-kind beer that's made brighter. It's carefully crafted and full-flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth, creamy finish. <laughs> Blue Moon was brewed by baseball to give you a dose of nostalgia and get you excited for the new season. Why strike out with the same old beer when you can get something that's one-of-a-kind? It's bold flavor, bright explosion of color, and iconic orange slice ritual guarantees a one-of-a-kind beer experience. Perfect for spring weather. Best served with its signature orange garnish to showcase its beautiful bright color. A beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon, but you can enjoy it all season long. Bring the ballpark to you with Blue Moon Belgian-style wheat ale. It's a -a one-of-a-kind every time. Check out shop.bluemoon.com for throwback baseball merch with Ebbets Field flannels or visit get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket to find Blue Moon delivery options. That is get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket. Blue Moon made brighter. Celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado Ale. <sighs> okay. Um, what else did I tell you guys this weekend? The Astros. Actually, you know what? Jake Cronenworth. <laughs> Dallas. Bread it up. Chicken titties. I had the tweet saying more or less, you are a fucking loser if you play for the San Diego Padres and you are not signed through 2046. <laughs> if you don't have that money spread out over the next two decades, what are we doing here? Blake Snell, <laughs> I'm looking at you. What are we doing? Like, I, I feel like there are definitely teams, maybe the Red Sox, where you're going to have some marquee name free agents, impending free agents, who are like, you know what? I'm going to free agency. I'm not interested in your extension talks. I'm going to free agency. I'm going to San Diego. If I'm 
on the San Diego Padres, and I'm about to become a free agent like a Bla- uh, Blake Snell. Um, I'm having the conversation. I'm not going to be one of those dudes. What are you doing, Dallas? I'm listening. <laughs> I'm not going to be one of those dudes that's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to be a free agent at the end of the year. We're going to play out the string. What are you doing, Dallas? <laughs> I'm just listening. I'm not going to be one of those dudes that's like, you know what? I'm going to wait until, <laughs> until the off season to have these conversations. A lot of players, a lot of big names, marquee names. They <laughs> you good? They want, they want, yeah, yeah. They want to close the door. They want to tell their agent, hey, I'm not negotiating midseason. Not having it. Did you just drop the fucking banana? You did, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> you did. Yeah, you did. You're an idiot. That's what you get. You're a child. That's what you get for playing with your food. That's what you get. Pick that Fuck! shit up. Yeah. You deserve it. I got a fucking dirty banana. You deserve it. <clears throat> um. Anyways. That's fair. Yeah, Jake Cronenworth. I don't know. I mean, like having the same lineup for the next 12 years is, is a choice. What, That's a choice for sure. But, but like the continuity, this this is how I look at it, especially like with, with what the Braves have done. And Joey obviously can speak to this and, and what it means as a fan to be able to wake up three years from now, four years from now and know like I got the lineup drawn out like i know who's who i know where is where i've got it all accounted for from a front office perspective it's a great place to be because you have a baseline to go off of right you know what you can expect and projection wise year in year out you've got a pretty good idea of what the future is going to look like and should things start to go awry i think because of the continuity you have in your favor you can start to identify places where you might want to start to make a shift. You might want to start to, to change course. And because you know what the continuity is, that allows you to target those avenues with a little more clarity because you're comfortable going in this direction, knowing what X, Y, and Z looks like over here. So maybe I pay a little more attention to A and B now because C is doing well, but A and B not so much. So do I go get D and E to replace A and B? There's just it's a it's a it's a wonderfully powerful place to operate from. Mm. Jay, hey, Joseph, you guys have thoughts on the San Diego Padres having the same lineup for the for the next twelve years? It's scary if you're in that division. It's gonna be a great division. It's gonna be great. I, I like it positive because take. Mm. what do you say? I said a positive take. Yeah, I mean, dude, I think it's exciting, especially since you know you know the Dodgers are gonna be there. And you know these teams have had bad blood in the past. I think just from the uh, entertainment aspect, to have those two teams be one and two for 10 years in a row is going to be fun to watch. Hopefully, I'm not going to say it, but I'm going to say it. The Padres, they've collapsed in the past. Uh They are setting them up themselves up for one of the greatest uh, dynasties in recent history. Also, setting themselves up for one of the saddest stories ever so that's gonna be fun to watch so let me ask you this joey as a braves fan i i feel like you're not yeah i i feel like i can't even ask you this 
But what I was going to say is, would you rather have the Braves contracts moving forward? Or would you rather have the Padres contracts moving forward? I think even if you take out the Braves fandom, what? you're still probably picking the Braves moving forward. <laughs> yeah, just because yeah. they're all younger, way younger. Yeah, like the, all the Padres contracts, they're signing 30-year-olds to 12-year deals. Yeah. Mm. And they've collapsed in the past. Who knows? I mean, it could go south. They both could go south. You don't know, but I think the odds are in the favor of both teams. I think the Braves are definitely set up better just because of the age. And the fucking money. The, money, like the, yes, the Braves yes, yes. are paying a third of what the Padres are playing for, p- paying for their talent. Like yeah. literally, in some cases, they're paying a third or less for what the what the Padres have paid. What are you doing? <laughs> Where the fuck do you keep getting bananas from, dude? <laughs> I'm a banana guy. Okay, that's the sexy part about it is you're not paying what the Padres are paying, and you're not going to be paying for them to convalesce later in life. You get them right now. Bang for your buck and nowhere near the financial commitment. Well, it would be yeah. nice if we did pay what the Padres were play- paying, but maybe for some other guys, maybe Shohei's in the mix. Hey, who knows? Say, but that probably won't happen, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I do, not, I do not have Shohei <laughs> in Atlanta. Would be nice. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm not going to complain. Mm. I mean, is, is, that, is that just hands down easily the most intriguing free agency situation we're, we're going to come across? Shohei's six hundred million dollars yeah. is six hundred million dollars has my attention. That's interesting to me. I want to say yes, but at the same time, because of his preferences and because of the financial commitment that it's going to take, we're talking about a very limited field almost. I, I know, but that's why that's why it's interesting is because maybe somebody breaks that mold. Maybe somebody says, "You know what? Fuck it. We've been going left. We're going right. We've been zigging this whole time." Time to Zach. We're, like when, we're when the D-backs show. randomly decided to make Zach Greinke the highest paid pitcher of all time. Yeah. Well, and remember when the Colorado Rockies gave away two perennial all-stars Bryant. and were like, fuck it, Chris Bryant, you're our outfielder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you just don't know. You just don't know. It's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, we are talking about a player that guaranteed will be the highest, most lucrative contract in the history of maybe professional sports in America. Yes. Yeah. I want to live in that camp too, but caution yourself because I got to believe that there's a team all up. And I, when I say a Rockies type team, I mean a team who you just don't see coming, making a crazy decision that says we're all in on him, but we're all in him on this. He's a hitter for us or a pitcher heavy. So like the contract incentivization that I've been talking about since we've been having this conversation, they're going to be heavily swayed or heavily, you know, heavily laid one side. We love him at 380, 390, pitcher heavy. We love him at 420, hitter heavy. Here's what, you know, so I don't know. If Are we operating under the assumption that his preference is to stay on the West Coast or, or Western half of America or... Is that not well, the assumption? Well, if that's the case, if no, 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 I'm, no, not, that's no, I'm asking. Like the, Jared said, his his preferences, and I'm just oh. like, is it is it just West Coast or is it just coastal? Either way, uh, or not, or neither of I, those I, things. I, I I I'll be honest with you. I have not had a conversation with Shohei yeah. yet. Yeah, but 
I would imagine that the chance to win multiple titles is on is higher up on the list of priorities than geographical preference. See, that's so, so that's where I was getting at because if it is just a West Coast thing and we just we look at the teams that really truly exist on the West Coast and who are even remote possibilities to spend that level of money. There is I, I'm going one answer. I'm going one answer. Cuz I don't know. Like Really? Are the Padres going to pay for Otani? Uh, I wasn't saying the okay, Padres. Okay, I think it's I one. I think it's Padres. one team, and it's the Dodgers. So it's just the Dodgers. I think so. If I'm going to tell you right now, the Giants are not afraid to write a check if they feel. I mean, there, there's a reason they brought Aaron Judge and courted Aaron Judge the way that they no, no, did I, is because if they find a guy that they're willing to, they'll they'll do it. But what is they'll the World it. Series like? What I, I totally agree with you, and I and I believe your insight that the Giants are willing to cut that check. My question is, is that if if we're prioritizing winning and I know the Giants have a history mm-hmm. of winning, very rich tradition. What Not about that roster that, makes though. you think that they are going to be World Series contenders over the next four to five years, which would be the remaining portion of Shohei Otani's prime? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. So that's that's why I'm just interested, like if it do, if we get to that point and it does expand beyond we learn that it's not just West Coast teams, it's it's. Mm-hmm. Any of these, points, and that's where like the that's, int- that's where the intrigue. Yeah, sure. That's where the intrigue comes in, is because you know we've had the conversation about him selecting Anaheim for various reasons, comfortability, low radar, blah 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 blah. And if that's the case, the conversation we just had pretty much pigeonholes him if he's staying on the left side of the country, right? Yeah. And if that's not the case, now a whole another swath of teams opens up, and that's what. That's what's like, well, fuck, who's in on this dude? Like, who's who's just been laying in the weeds waiting for this type of dude to show up for them to be like, you know what? We'll write the check and plant him right in the middle of shit. And we don't have any idea what the next five years looks like. We have no clue. But you know what? We got our guy now. And from there, fuck, we'll start writing checks. We will start writing checks. We'll start figuring it out. I will start. I will start child labor. I will do whatever I have to do to pay for Shohei Otani. Yeah, but from what Jay has said, I I just think it's obvious he's going to the Dodgers. Like I cannot see him go to any other team. They got under that payroll apron this year too. It's a lot of makes, lot of breadcrumbs here. Yeah. It makes way too much sense. And when he first came to America, I think a lot the reason why he went to the Angels, it was like who to him was like who's most open to me being a two-way player? Like who's going to give me the leash to do it and actually like support it? But it's like every team now is going to let him be a two-way player. So it's just Dodgers. It's got to be the Dodgers. He, he accomplished everything he needed to. Ac- he he executed the game plan to a I, fucking T. I also to a T. I love that this podcast cannot help itself with regards to Shohei Otani talk coming <laughs> off a weekend. We're like generally a positive weekend for the Angels. Otani hits a blast and it's. <laughs> He's going to the Dodgers. It's uh, set in stone. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, even uh, even so, like it's so the organic. Conversation is, it's so organic. It just happens basically every podcast, and I love it. Yeah, it just it finds its way back there, and we we, we have this conversation about Shohei without even mentioning that he went six scoreless with ten strikeouts <laughs> right, right. against the A's over the weekend. Like, we didn't even talk about his performance. You can't pretend like he's not the number one athlete story person in baseball by far maybe ever like right there's nothing yeah, like i mean we're yeah it's you almost have to work hard to avoid talking about the dude mm-hmm. yeah it's almost like if we didn't have the conversation we would be accused of uh like not like we would be 
You guys should watch ball, bro. You're going out of your way to not talk about him. We're not going out of our way to talk about him. Like it just it happens. Like he is he is the conversation. He is the straw that stirs the drink in Major League Baseball right now. This is what it is. He is the Gotani. The Gotani. <laughs> the fucking three sword samurai. That's right. That is literally the best nickname going. Like that <laughs> needs to be mainstream. It needs to be mainstream. Uh, All right, we got to take a break and talk about Zin nicotine pouches. We're always talking about what a team needs to get to number one, but Zin nicotine pouches are already there. Zinn has helped millions of people achieve a lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. If you're a smoker or you're a dipper looking to make a change, look no further than Zinn. Zinn is made with six simple ingredients and is available in a wide range of varieties, including spearmint, citrus, and even coffee. And it's available in two strengths so you can control your nicotine satisfaction. Because it's discreet, you can enjoy it anywhere anytime so you never have to miss a moment of the game plus every can of zin earns you points towards premium items like tailgating gear top of the line tech zin swag even gift cards find your zin at your local convenience store or online at zin.com that's zin z-y-n.com warning this product contains nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical can i drop a few rapid fire nugs before please we head out yeah, right. One of my favorite things to do is look at the leaderboards after a couple of games because it's all so silly and stupid. But uh, we'll rapid fire. Tough weekend for the Blue Jays, which was uh, our opening pick. Mm. Uh, two, of the top, for Chris two of the top three pitchers in terms of hard hit balls allowed uh, are on the Blue Jays. That was Chris Bassett and Kevin Gosman, who combined for 23 in their two starts. Tough, tough, tough scene. Uh, Ian Happ, he's the only qualified batter remaining. Uh, with a perfect batting average on balls in play. So congratulations to him. Wow. Uh, Wander Franco, 636 batting average, leads Major League Baseball. That would be breaking. That'd be cool if he uh, if he broke out. Tied with Duvall, mentioned previously in this podcast, for the league lead and wins above replacement uh, among position players. So congratulations to player in the league right now. Adam Duvall and Wander Franco. I think we all had that. Um, mm-hmm. Stanton was mentioned. The exit velo on his home run was 117. His max exit velo this year is 117.8. That is 2.3 miles per hour harder than any other ball that has been hit by anyone this season. Uh, So pretty massive gap there. Uh, The update that I know you and all the other listeners have been waiting for, Eric Hosmer, officially under the replacement level line through the opening weekend, negative one, zero... Oh, I'm sorry, negative 0.1 F4. He's 0 for 7 on the season, sporting an 80% ground ball rate. So keep being you. Uh, and to go back to the batting average on balls and play thing, uh, opening series of April last year, 276 batting average on balls and play league-wide. Opening series this year, 301, 25-point Are you shifty, so, shifty? That's what I got. Yes. Hey. And I'll tell you this, talking to a lot of old school fans around the Coliseum over the weekend, uh, and especially yesterday, the vibe of how the baseball is being played, how the game of baseball is being consumed. They're like, man, it just feels like baseball from my childhood. It's nice. And just the pace, just the, so, um, 
dude, the clock is definitely changed the game. And I don't see, I mean, sands a, a, a little, maybe a five second increment increase on the, on the clock. I think it's, I think it's been magical for the game. I don't know, bro. I think Rob Manfred's in his box right now, just like yes. Oh yeah, he we're not be. changing shit, dude. We're, this is like the greatest thing that's ever happened to Rob Manfred. <laughs> he, he, There's he, not he, changing. He, no, talk about a dude who can't just, just take a W. He was out there criticizing analytics over the weekend. That's <laughs> that's he made it about that. Just yeah. Well, well, I mean, that's that. I was yeah. That that's also an interesting conversation. Our analytics uh, arms race to nowhere. I'll, I'll say this, is and I know we don't have a ton of time. Let's rephrase that. Is information an arms race to nowhere? I would say no. Yeah. Um, the one thing, yeah, because having having the information that we've that we pinpointed and deemed valuable, everybody basically has their lists right of what they deem valuable and how they're going to grade out their resources. The idea was not everybody was making those lists. Not everybody was creating those lists or had these statistical analysis to to base or project their resources on. Well, now everybody does. So the idea is the arms race was who's going to be gathering this information and who's going to be applying it. Well, now the answer to that is damn near everybody. So... I, the only thing I would say the question that, I think people are asking is what are they what are they achieving now? And the idea is, well, you're just you're having information. That's valuable. I, I would just point to the fact, and we can do this extended conversation another time. I know that's what you were getting at, but if there is still a massive gap organizationally between what the top teams are doing analytically and in terms of information that is available and what the bottom teams are doing analytically. And I don't think it's a mistake that year after year we're seeing the Dodgers and the Rays and some of these teams that have really pushed the envelope on this stuff and continue to do so while we see the Rockies and the Tigers flounder uh, at the bottom and as teams that have steadfastly refused to adapt to uh, the analytic standards of the 2020. So I, that's, that's what I got to say about that. But yeah, yeah I'm sure Rob's it's, happy. It's painfully obvious. It's painfully obvious. But uh, uh, outside of that, yeah, a resounding W in my opinion. For sure. Yeah. Big dub. I don't even think about Big the pitch dub. clock, by the way. It's already it's already like secondary. Like you just watch the game. Yeah. If you yeah. don't look at it, you don't even nope. notice it. No, nope. I have it. I have not. I mean, like I think I've noticed the the quicker pace, but I'm not like sweating out the clock. No. It's like, oh, this no. is a nice pace to the game. It's almost like what what you've been rooting for. Anytime that you go to a baseball game and you look up and it's the seventh inning and you're two hours in, you're like, oh, this is a great pace. And then the bullpens start happening and you're like. Yep. Oh, it's been an hour later and we've completed one extra inning. Um, yeah. So that like it, the anytime that you notice a quick pace, it usually comes to a screeching halt right after it 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 is apparent to you. But now it's just kind of like a consistent, smooth, quick pace. I like it. I haven't at no point did I ever look up at the clock and be like, oh fuck, like we're we're getting close here. Like it no, just like no. I I think I think what it is doing, it is it is on a on a grand scale, which is exactly what you're trying to achieve, is you're you're getting you're slapping everybody across the face. Hey, we got to pay attention a little more. All right, got to pay attention. Ready, go. There's going to be more action. Ready, go. And now everybody is realizing, like, hey, this. I know that this pitch is coming within this amount of time. I know that I don't run the risk of 
stepping off or walking away. And like this guy is going to step off the mound. He's going to the Rosamet. Like, I know I'm going to get a pitch here in this a lot of time. I know it. And so now I think you're seeing baseball fans more so than ever kind of locked in. You know what I mean? Up on their seat a little, knowing action's going to keep rolling. This is shit. This is cool. This is this is interesting. I like this. I'm into this. Yeah. And then it's like the mound meeting is like a oh, all right. Let's catch our breath. All right, fuck. What do we got going on now? Like uh Hey, yell at the beer guy. Yell at the fucking pretzel guy. All right. Hey, now meeting. Remember, they got a clock on that. That's going to be over with. All right. We're back. Let's go. Here we go. Somebody, mm-hmm. somebody. I have noticed that. Like, I, I'm definitely on my phone less. For sure. For sure. Somebody should do a super cut. Should go back to April of 22 and do a super cut of somebody who's much better at video editing than I am. Do like a cut of all the things that we're not getting now. So like. Guys stepping off the mound, guys stepping off the box, guys adjusting their batting gloves, like all the all the stuff that people are like, oh, it's going to take away from the game and just put together like a five minute reel of that boring ass shit that nobody's watching anymore. And like, I think it would be eye opening if you watched it end to end and just be like, this is what was cut out, like actual fucking fat was cut out of the game. Um, yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. Like I, I'm, I'm when I'm there at the games now, I'm basically looking at what's going on around the league in between innings like i'm watching the game as it's being played and it's like all right third out and then i like look down be like all right oh oh stan stan home run cool (laughs) you like tweet the clip and it's like all right fuck yeah back yeah starting again and then you're just yeah you're back in like it's uh i don't want to say it's it's like hockey but it's kind of like hockey in that you can really you can only like think when there's a whistle like when the game is being played, you're you're fucking looking at what's going you're, on. You're in the game. following the puck. You're following off off puck movement. Same thing with baseball. Like now, because you you might be watching guys where they're at defensively, and is that guy on the grass? Is he on the dirt? What's going? You know, like just I I, I love it, and the, yeah. and <clears throat> the feedback that I've gotten has been has been great because this is the perfect marriage between the shorter attention span of today's human being and the idea of no fluff, no frills, play the game the right way. But well, that just meant guys were moving along, right? They weren't tasting themselves as much. And so the older fan appreciates that too. So you've got two generations of fans appreciating the same thing about a sport that has just recently been changed. There's no other way to look at that other than a W. Yep. Uh, and if you want to go to a game yourself and get to see this up close, uh, you got to use the game time out. Because buying tickets to your favorite events should not be a stressful thing. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can't stop. Uh, you can stop stressing over the tickets and uh, start getting hyped for the fun that you will have. Especially at big league ballparks. Head on out. Plenty of tickets still available for the 2023 Oakland Athletics season. You can get down to the Coliseum. Uh, Plenty of seats still pretty close. Uh, you can even get uh, uh, assaulted by a Major League Baseball player. Use a game, Download the Game Time app and uh, get your A's tickets right now. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time app guarantee means that you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. 
That's right, 110% of the difference. Get images of your seat before you buy the tickets so you know exactly what what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're all set to go. Tickets get sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Here's the promo code because I know you've been waiting for it. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the promo code Jared, J-A-R-E-D, for $20 off your first purchase. Again, uh, that is promo code Jared for $20 off. Terms apply. Create an account, redeem, promo code Jared. Download the GameTime app. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. See you at the ballpark. Um, any final thoughts from the panel today? Love the Rays nope. opening schedule to start off. Like what? What, a, they what a pillow! The t- they had a three-game series with the Tigers, who scored three total runs, as you would expect. They now get to head on over to the National League and play the Nationals, and then they play some other team starting Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, but either way, kind, wow. kind of well, the A's. I wasn't trying to. The A's have caught enough heat on this podcast. I wasn't trying to. Wasn't trying to add to it. I think we've trying to some move, other team. Well, I was trying to move right some along. Other team. Okay, was that more disrespectful? Actually, um, you fucking dick. Tigers, Nationals, Athletics are their opening three, uh, opening nine games. Uh, the Rays could start nine and zero. Oh. They really could. Talk to me after. Talk to me after we take two out of three at the fucking juice. I'd box, love to see. Right? I'm going to be cheering for you. Go A's. Go A's. That's right. That was my final thought. <laughs> Let's go, Let's Oakland. Go. That's right. Town biz, baby. We'll be handling town biz. Don't worry about it. Crazy. Um, Joey, you got anything? I got nothing, guys. Just go great race. opening weekend. Yeah, great opening weekend. Um, Jake, Jake's takes. I uh, just want to thank Joey for Adam Duvall. He's fucking awesome. <laughs> I knew oh, you guys would like him. That's a good player. He's on pace for 34 war. So that's pretty good. That would be a record. Pretty good. That would be a record for a single season. Uh, I mean, he's got, he already has like 20 extra base hits. It's crazy. Jared, you want to? Uh, we need a little wager on this uh, on this upcoming series. Uh, the Pirates. To my my Buckos. Uh, I mean. I'll do a wager, but it really doesn't matter because you lose every time and then never pay up. So, uh, well, first, tell me, tell me what I haven't paid. Uh, you were supposed to wear a maid, a maid outfit, and clean my that apartment. You didn't purchase that. You didn't purchase. I mean, I should I was I that was, my responsibility? Yeah. Did I show up to your apartment? Was I there, ready, yeah. willing to wear you, the outfit? You, you got a great deal yes. out of it because you still got to come to my apartment. You still got to drink free beer, have a great <laughs> meal for free, see an amazing view. I, I don't remember shelter. any of that happening. Yep. You had shelter. You had comfort. <laughs> and uh, absolutely none of that. Happened. Yeah. And and you didn't have to clean, which was crazy. But um, yeah, let's make a let's make woo, let's make a wager. It'll be crazy. No, I mean, I'm not into I don't bet with people who don't pay up. So I can't. I feel like that's where you're that's going. And I don't. Unbelievable. You know, I, sorry. Lack I'm, of integrity is turning me off. Unbelievable. Your lack of integrity <laughs> Unbelievable, this guy. I mean, I've you've, I've definitely you've lost more than one bet. There was like a A's I, I bet, there was a Pirates bet. You just it's no, sad. No, you can't. Hey, you can't recall these things. They, hey, they it, the the integrity of this man has fallen <laughs> off a cliff in your absence. So I'm hoping that now that you're here, uh, he he can somehow 
revert back to uh, an honorable man, but there was a time where this guy just, it was impossible. Keeping was Dallas, impossible to- keeping Dallas upright has always been part of my value add. So uh, no, yeah. no problem. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, if you, if you'd like to, if you'd like to talk about the, I mean, go ahead, make me an offer. Now. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe we'll talk offline. Uh, every, time yeah. Jay, every time Jay Hayes says some shit like that though, it always reminds me of the time. <laughs> that Jay and I, when we were working at ESPN together, and they would fly me out early to these to the places that we were going, and I would do these little hits on you know random shit in the town, and we were in Chicago, and they had just gotten their big <laughs> brand new video boards. <laughs> and like Jay was with me on all of the shoots that we did, right? And legitimately, like any line that needed to be read, anything, one take, boom, we're done. Keep it moving. And this day, it took me probably probably a half hour, maybe. Maybe more. I'm not a complainer. It was so hot that day, too. It was so hot. It's like 95. I'm wearing a three-piece suit like an asshole. It's so humid. It's miserable. And I can't get video image board or video scoreboard. I can't figure out the fuck. Oh, it was bad. It was fucking bad. Eventually, Jay and I just looked at each other. We're like, we're done. Just fuck Fuck the scoreboard. Fuck the scoreboard. They got some new video shit out in the outfield. So check that out. out. (laughs) Yeah, check it out. All right. We'll be back on Wednesday for a midweek pod. And again, we're at three episodes a week. So you're going to get Monday. Wednesday, Thursday for through the world series through the world series. So uh, we'll catch you guys on Wednesday. We out.